How y'all doing tonight? Good. Glory to God. You're in the right place. <laughs> Something I wanted to share. I've shared it before, and I, I really hadn't checked my heart on this, but uh, I believe the Lord had me, had me share it again. Um, in the not-so-distant past, a few years back, Lisa and I, um, we had listened to quite a few of Brother Moore's teachings on tape. Never had seen it. And thought it'd be neat singing. And uh, we listened to some of Brother Hagin's stuff too. And thought, man, it would be neat to see Brother Hagin. And we got talking to some people. And we found out about Winter Bible Seminar in Tulsa. And uh, so we thought it would be neat to go and check it out. So uh, we believed God and got the money together, which was its, its own issue. And uh, <laughs> got a day off of work. And uh, they were, you all know what they teach out there, right? Yeah. Faith. And, and we desperately needed to hear some about faith because uh, Lisa and I, actually, actually it was probably more me, we decided we was going to believe God that we're, we're going we're gonna to get to hear Brother Moore and we're going to get to hear Brother Hagen. And we have a very short window of time to do that. So I told her, I said, call, get the itinerary, find out, find out what's up, who's speaking. She called. And they either didn't know or they wouldn't say. <laughs> and I wasn't real happy about that. But I thought, you know, we've just put our faith on it. Y'all ever heard the word, uh, the phrase, no word, no faith? Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to go up there, blast off, and believe God. Hear them. Well, we showed up, and uh, I saw Brother Moore up on the stage by the piano. I thought, wow, this is great. And I saw Brother Hagan. He's sitting up in there. Man, this is wonderful. And the service started, and this guy stepped up the pulpit I'd never seen in my life. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't do something like this, but I did. And uh, didn't know who he was, and I sat there through that service. And, and, you know, you can have two people sit in the same service, and one guy get really blessed, change his life, and the other guy just sit there kind of irritated. I was, I was the irritated one. <laughs> I mean, that whole service, I couldn't tell you this day what he preached on. I sat there the whole thing. And, uh, and the Lord's trying to talk to me, and I'm not listening. And we endured through the first service. And my wife, who knows me quite well, after the service, we head to the tape tables. That's like a kid in a candy store. Go out there and look at the tapes and see, see what, what's out there. And she asked me a question. <laughs> she said, now what? Because, <laughs> you know, we had the whole rest of the day. We had it all mapped out. We was going to check it out, you know. And they had already announced the next speaker. And it wasn't Brother Moore. And, yeah, it wasn't Brother Hagen either. <laughs> and I hadn't heard of this guy either. And uh, so, so Lisa asked me, what are we going to do? And before I could answer, the Lord spoke up to me in my heart. Just real quick conversation. I, mean, I, I didn't hear an audible voice, but he was very plain. And uh, he said, yeah, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to leave. He said, why? I said, you know why. He said, well, that would make you a respecter of persons. And I said, uh, yeah. I said, I don't know this guy that's speaking. He said, I know him. And I like him. <laughs> so I looked over at Lisa. I said, I guess we're staying. <laughs> and I made an adjustment before the service started. And I can, I can tell you. Uh, changed my life. One of the best services I've ever been in. The Lord ministered some things to me about prosperity and some other things that 
stuck with me for years, and uh, thank God he did it. And you, you guys would never, you guys would never do anything like that, but, but I, I did. <laughs> we respect the word here, right? I can assure you, you're in the right place tonight. You're at the right place. You're at the right time. So let's hook up on this. Let's hook together. Let's believe God together. You know, I, I believe I've got a word for you tonight. I'm excited about it. But you know, it's uh, it's not just up to me. It's not all up to me. You guys got a part two. It took me a lot of years to figure that out, but you guys are getting quicker than I did. So if you all stand to your feet for just a minute, I'd like to open us in prayer. Stand up and respect the word. Honor the word. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. We look to you. Our eyes are on you. Our ears are tuned into you. We expect to receive from you. We expect to hear from you. We respect your word, Lord. We're expecting to increase in every good thing because it's your will for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing. We thank you for the word that makes free. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, you can be seated. Stay hooked. So God's got something good for us tonight. I'm expecting. How about you guys? I'm expecting. Glory to God. Anybody, uh, before I get into the title, has anybody uh, ever heard the statement, all good things must come to an end? Anybody heard it from this? I mean, something bad happens and, and somebody, you know, you, you go to a funeral or, or you, uh, you have something that goes wrong and somebody will say, all good things must come to an end. You know, you, you've got to question things like that. When you hear things, you've got to ask the question. I, I find myself doing this often. It's the Lord that helps me. He reminds me. But ask yourself the question, who said that? Who said that? I mean, I've heard it. I don't know how many times I've heard the statement. But uh, you you got to check it with the light of the Word. And you got to see if it's scriptural. you got to see if it lines up. you got to see if it makes sense according to what the Bible says. Well, I looked in the Bible, and it's not there. It's not a scripture. But now I found something that, that blessed me. Uh, turn to Revelations chapter 21. Man, this blessed me when I saw this. So you can actually turn the statement around, all bad things must come to an end. That would actually be the truth. And see, that's what the enemy does. He'll take something and twist it and put a wrong word in place and mess it all up because he doesn't have any creative power. He only twists things and turns things around, messes things up. But God's Word's good. Somebody say, thank God for the Bible. I'm so glad God didn't leave us in darkness, but He gave us His Word. He gave us the book. He wrote it down. Thank God it's an open book test. (laughs) You can open it up. You can look at the answers before the question shows up. Thank God. He He made it easy for us. And thank God for the Holy Ghost. Man, He helps us. You you know what a rare privilege it is to have personal contact with the author of any book, much less the book? I mean, what a privilege to to have contact, to have fellowship with the Holy Ghost. And, I mean, he can tell you things right in between the lines, right when somebody else is talking. He can say something and say, well, here's what's going on. And it helps you. It helps me. 
Glory to God. Revelation 21, verse 1. And most of these will be out of the King James tonight. It said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And you can kind of see all the bad stuff went with the passing away part. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there will be no more death. That's a shouting point right there. Death's an enemy of God. No more death. No more sorrow. No more crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Some of us could shout over that one. No pain. For former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Somebody say all things. I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It's done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give to him that a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. And verse 7, And he that overcometh, somebody say that's me. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Glory to God. I mean, if you didn't get nothing but that tonight, that would put a skip in your step and a smile on your face. The truth is, all bad things must come to an end. God's word is eternal. It's true. Everything else is temporary. Do you realize, you, you could say it this way, everything outside of the will of God is temporary. And the will of God is nothing but good. Nothing but good things, good stuff, happening, going on, blessing us. And anything outside of that, it's temporary. Matter of fact, the Bible calls, according to the Bible, it calls lack evil. It calls destruction evil. Sickness is evil. I'm talking about according to the Bible, according to the law, the Word. Disease is evil. Pain is evil. Do you know God hates sickness? Death's an enemy. God hates lack. It's not His will. What is His will for His children? Does anybody know? It's, it's real simple. It's good. It's good things. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to share something with you that's... This is... I want you all to get a hold of this. I don't want you to assume you know this. It's really simple, but it's a life-changing revelation. The title of tonight's message is The Goodness of God in the Land of the Living. You guys expecting that? The Goodness of God in the Land of the Living. Be turning to Psalm 27. Psalm chapter 27. Just ask you a question. What are you expecting? See, now you guys already know the religious answer. And that's good because that's, right, that's the right answer. But here's what I want you to do. You, sometimes you've got to stop, slow down, check your heart and back up and say, now what am I really believing? Where am I at 
I mean, you know, hey, we're in church and it's Friday night and we're dialed in and hooked up and tuned in and we're ready to go. But now Monday morning, where am I? When I don't have on my suit. And I'm driving down the road. What am I expecting? Am I expecting Monday to be any different than it was last week? Hmm, got quiet. You got to check your heart. Now, are we expecting tomorrow? Tomorrow's Saturday. Are we expecting it to be any different than it was last week? Are we expecting improvements? Change? Are we excited about it? Well, now we could stir up a little bit more on that. Some of us are excited about it. We're getting that, so I suspect that's why we're talking about it. I'm expecting good things. I'm, I'm expecting improvements. Not just same old, same old. Not just the same thing going on. You, you've got to, by faith, raise your level of expectation of God's goodness. And check your hearts on it. And let the Lord help you on it. Let Him, let him be bringing you up. You know, it can change. Things can change. Just that quick. Just that quick. I mean, people see it, uh, the world does, in, in bad ways. But Christians should be seeing it in good ways. I mean, left and right, things ought to be happening, things ought to be changing. And, you know, over a period of years, I look at my own life. My lands, I can't say that it happened any one certain day or any one certain week or any one certain year. But the Lord has blessed us and helped us and brought us up from where we was. And we're not where we used to be. I'm telling you. You know, I I met a friend a while back. And uh, we used to minister in Bible study years ago together. And uh, he came up to me and he said, boy, you've changed. I said, I have. He said, yeah, a lot. And I got thinking about it and it's true. I mean, it was a little more obvious to him because he hadn't, hadn't been around me in a few years. But to me, it's just kind of a day at a time settled. The path gets brighter and brighter. Things get better. But we still... The Lord wants to do so much more for us than, than what He has. And so much more than what we've allowed Him to do. And, and it is totally tied to your faith, your expectation of it, your expectation of His goodness. Has anybody already got all the goodness of God they want? I mean, they're done, that's it, they, they've got it, they're satisfied. I'm not. And I don't think you are either. How about your vision list? Put some good things on your vision list. Put some big things on there. I like big things on there. Don't, uh, you know, here's the a, here's a thing that the Lord checks me on it. Um, don't just put stuff on there that's on the 10-year plan. Does anybody know what that means? I got a house nine and a half years quicker than the 10-year plan. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> but, uh, you know, make sure that your vision and, and things, and it's great. Ask big, dream big. But expect now. Don't just put it out there that, oh, yeah, you know, in the sweet by and by, it's going to be good. We're going to have this. We're going to get that. Well, what about tomorrow? What about after church tonight? I'm telling you, things are going to change before the service is over. For a lot of people, people that will receive it, somebody say, that's me. Things will change before this service is over. You'd be expecting that. It's important what we expect. God's a good God. He's a good God. Say this with me. The best is yet to come. My best days are ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Say it again. The best, the best is, yet is yet to come. My best days, My best days are, ahead of me. are ahead of me. Now, if you got any kind of a faith person at all, that put a smile on your face. I mean, that'll do something for you. When you believe that, when you hear that, I don't care if you had a bad week. You hear that? Because the enemy's a liar. I'm telling you, friend, the devil will come up and he'll paint you a sad picture and tell you a sad story. And if you'll listen to him, he'll mess you up. And he'll get you thinking on the wrong thing. And he'll get you expecting the wrong thing. And you won't be thinking about the Word and the goodness of God. And you'll be thinking on the wrong thing. And next thing you know, you've got problems. But God's merciful, isn't He? He tells us the answer in advance. Think on these things. Think on the Word. Think on good things. The best is yet to come, right? You guys in Psalm 27? That's our text. Glory to God. Anybody know who wrote Psalm 27? Somebody tell me. King David did. That is correct. Verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You like it? Where did he believe to see it? See, I always used to think he was by and by. You know, I had faith for heaven. Man, I mean, even as a child, I had great faith for heaven. Man, we get to heaven. I mean, after we live our short little miserable life down here, heaven is going to be grand. And then I got reading this book and messed up all my theology. Because I had a friend that loved me, one of the first, that was the first Bible study. Y'all, y'all remember, the first Bible study I ever went to. And he told me, son, you can believe everything in this book. It's God talking to you. And I don't know everything, but He does, and the answers are in here, and He wants you to know. Change my life. <laughs> I said it changed my life. I mean, I got reading stuff like this, and I mean, I'm pretty simple about it. Verse 13, I'd fainted unless I'd believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He believed to see it where? Right here, right now. Glory to God. Not in the sweet and by and by, not just in heaven. You know, that's not what he's talking about. Anybody got some good things on their vision list? Keeps coming up, doesn't it? I know I do. God's a good God. Did any of you guys peek and see what your kids wrote down? That'll mess with your head sometimes. But that's good. They should believe big. They should expect it, and so should we. Set an example for your children, right? Teach them to believe God's Word. Believe with me for revelation on this, for light on this. This is not just something you can say and memorize. You know, I mean, I mean, we and, and it's a it's a wonderful um, it's it's a wonderful phrase that God's good all the time. You guys know the rest of the phrase? All the time, God's good. Okay? Wonderful phrase. Most, most people in church know that. Great phrase. Nothing wrong with it. Okay? But it's, um, let me say that. It's, it's got to be here. It's not here. It's, it's got to be here. And the only way to get that is for Him to deposit it there, for Him to put it there. I mean, if it was just as simple as all you had to do is hear it once and you got it. <laughs> Just about everybody would be saved right now. And they're not. 
And a lot of us would be in a different place than where we're at. But God's merciful. And He's getting it to us, right? He's getting it to us. Revelation of His goodness. You know, I, uh, I think of Brother Dave's example. He learned early in life that uh, God's a good God. And uh, changed his life. I got close enough to him to change mine, too. See, I believe it, too. And we taught, uh, we taught years Bible study on that foundation that God's good. I mean, I'd look at all kinds of verses in the Old Testament and go, boy, it don't look like he's good there. And David keep going, well, you're looking at it wrong because he's good. And, and we look at it long enough, and the Lord help us, and the Lord show us that He really is good. Because, I mean, boy, at first, it seemed like years. <laughs> I looked at that. I mean, I'm having to say it totally by faith because I couldn't see it. I had so much tradition messing with my head and so much blindness and so much wrong thinking and wrong teaching. Made it harder to get the Word because the Word's simple. You know, it takes man's theology to mess up the Word. It's really simple. And uh, I had a hard time seeing it at first. And I'd start, uh, I mean, I guess you had it drilled into you early. I, <laughs> I, st- I, I believe he loved me and I believe he knew more than I did, so I'd listen to him. You know? And he'd say, God's good. He's always good. He does good things. He has good things for us. Amen. And I stuck with it long enough and the Lord showed it to me. And I'm not there yet, but I've got, uh, I've got more of it than I used to. And I tell you, in, in Bible study, it, it, kept us, it kept us anchored. It kept us on track. You know? I'm talking about expecting to see God's goodness. Kept us on track. Helped us out. Makes a difference how you look at things. You know, Brother Roll Roberts says it this way. I love this phrase. Something good is about to happen to you. Y'all like that? Say that with me. Something good is about to happen to you. I like that. I mean, it just does something for you. Isn't that, isn't that better than woe's me? <laughs> Poor, pitiful, sad me. <laughs> the good old days are gone. I mean, that's not true. Our best days are ahead of us. And it's a faith principle. You know, it's amazing. You know, I, I, uh, I can't say that I remember any of his younger ministry. But I guess from what I've heard, he took a lot of flack from the religious community for that. Not so much from the world. They don't care. But religious people can be mean about things like that. Why? Because, you know, not a whole lot of people will just outright argue. I can make the statement that God's good. And very few churches you could go to, very few pulpits and platforms you could go to that would argue with that statement. Most of them would agree with it. And to a point. But the reason they had problems with what Brother Roberts said is when it comes down to brass tacks, they don't really believe God is that good. I mean, they believe the Lord just might be mad. He might not just be for you. He might, he might have some things against you. He might be upset. He might be out to get you. You know, and I mean, if he's good, you know what Brother Moore's been talking about. Well, how good is he? You know, is he, is he, uh, you know, is he, is he a used car God good? Is he Chevrolet good? Is he BMW good? How about how about uh, a Bentley? How about a Rolls? Is he that good? Where's the stop? It's it's us the deciding factor of just how much of God's goodness we get to see. 
See, he's, he's a good God. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Ask big. Think big. God's got a wonderful imagination. You know, God's never taken back at the big request. I think that's part of why he loves kids. Kids ask for big stuff. And not bad an eye about it, because they don't got to figure it out in their head. They don't know where it's coming from, but that just don't make a bit of difference. They'll ask big. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. We're to be just like children, aren't we? I'm here to tell you, He's a good God, and He does good things. You guys still in Psalm 27? Good. That's where you're supposed to be. Verse 13. King David, he's a real man. You all understand that? Not just a fairy tale, not just a Bible study. Anybody know where he lives? Streets of gold. He's got a nice place in heaven. I hear it's a mansion. Right? David's a good king, a victorious man, a man after God's own heart. And yet, as you read the Word, you know, a lot of his life is in here and recorded for us in the Bible for our good. He had some things to go through. He had some things to overcome. Kind of like some of you. Anybody had to go through some things? Hmm? Anybody dealing with things? Things to overcome? That's part of the faith life. Faith doesn't say that you don't have to deal with them. It says you get to overcome them. He that overcomes do I grant to set with me in my kingdom. He that overcomes gets the keys of life. You know? And that's what the Word's for, so that we can overcome these things. But you, do you realize if you could go to heaven today, just hypothetically, God doesn't let a lot of people visit. <laughs> just Jesse and a few others. But if you could go to heaven today and you could sit down and you could ask King David, Brother David, tell me. Man, you, I mean, I see you went through some stuff. You had to do some overcoming. You had wars and problems in the family and problems in the kingdom and people trying to kill you and stuff going. How'd you make it? How'd you make it through? You know what he'd tell you? God wrote it down for us. Verse 13. He'd say, you know, I'd have fainted unless I'd believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what he'd tell you. That's what got him through. I said, that's what got him through. He'll get you through too. I'm telling you, be encouraged. If you're going through some things, smile and look at this and make an adjustment right here in your heart and say, my best days, they're ahead of me. Good things are coming to me. Good things are about to happen to me. The best is yet to come. <laughs> Let's read a little bit of Psalm 27 because uh, I did... What one of my mentors did, I jumped to the punchline first, which is okay. But this actually explains just a little, little of the things that David went through. Psalm 27, verse 1 in the King James. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David had a personal relationship with his God. He knew him. He trusted him. He knew the Lord was his light. He knew if God was for him, who could be against him? And yet he had to remind himself. 
It's not just knowing it one time. It's not just doing it one time. But power is in repetition. Power is in consistency. Verse 2, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat at my flesh, they stumbled and fell. The host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. You hear that? That's a choice. That's a statement of faith. David's faith man. Because he, he, he's saying, even if this happens, even a whole bunch of people come up against me, I'm not going to fear. The war should rise against me in this... I will be confident. Verse 4, one thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Now, all the days of his life isn't just in heaven. That's here and now. And inquiring in the beauty of the Lord, that's wisdom. That's direction. That's instruction. I mean, how good is God to us? That he gives us his word. He gives us his example. Jesus, he gives us the Holy Ghost to talk to us, to teach to us, to help us, to give us answers. Amen? Verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. (laughs) In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me and set me up upon a rock. Sounds like Psalm 91, don't it? My favorite psalm. Glory to God. And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. I will sing praises to the Lord. Why would you sing praises to the Lord when you're having a rough time? I suspect David knew something about the goodness of God. I mean, you can see it all the way through here. He knew this ain't over. I'm an overcomer. This isn't the end. I'm not, I'm not quitting because I'm not going. I'm, it's not over. I'm not going to lose because I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to just lay down and die. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm not going to take this. I'm going to enforce the Word of God against it. I'm going to stand against it. I'm going to resist the bad. I'm going to love God. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to sing to Him because God's going to pull me through this. Everything's going to be all right. Verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me also, and answer me. Somebody say, thank God for mercy. mercy. That's one of my verses. (laughs) When thou set aside, or when, verse 8, When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, I will seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. Now, why would somebody feel that way, that God would be angry with them, that God would leave them, or God would be upset? Because David messed up, just like us. But God's merciful. And, I mean, we even have more Scripture than what he had. Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm always by your side. Verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies or false witnesses have risen up against me, such as breathe out cruelty. Verse 13 again, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. I say wait on the Lord. Glory to God. Turn to Galatians chapter 6 in the New Testament. Somebody say, don't give up. 
Never quit. You know, that right there is one of the biggest principles of winning and being an overcomer, and especially in the Word, because the promise, the promise to the believer, the promise to the, to the children of God is, I'm on your side. If you stay with it, if you say this Word, if you don't quit, you can't lose. I mean, the enemy's whole tactic is to get you to where you'll give up and quit. And if you don't quit, you can't lose. And, and part of not quitting is keeping yourself encouraged. Keep expecting goodness. And, and we're talking, you know, when I say goodness, um, increase. God shall increase you more and more, both you and your children. New levels of goodness. More of His goodness. More of it. Don't, don't get to the place where you're just satisfied and that's it. And I, because you know what? It's not just about you. It's about it. I mean, if you got enough to every desire you could think of, how about if you got some money and bought somebody else a house? How about if you bought somebody a car? How about if you, you, you canceled somebody's debt? See? God's got more goodness. And it's not just about us. We should share it with others. You in Galatians yet? Galatians 6, verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Why do you write that? You've got some things to go through. You've got some things to overcome. It doesn't always happen just like that. Don't be weary. Don't give up. Don't cave in. Keep believing the Word. Keep speaking the Word. Keep knowing that God's good. Go back, uh, go back to the psalm. One... Uh, 145. Tell you what, the Lord's helping us. The Bible said He's good to all. Everybody that'll let Him be. Somebody say, That's me. He's good to me. (laughs) Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord's gracious. And full of compassion, slow to anger, of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. And thank God for mercy and grace. That's what it's about. That's when you don't get the harvest for your mistake and for your mess up and for whatever else you did. But you do get the good things. Because of mercy, God's kind to you. God's good to all. Everybody that'll let Him, everybody that'll listen. Say this with me. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Everything He tells me is for my good. And I always do those things that please Him. Now, did you get that part in the middle? You believe it? Yes. I think you do. Everything he tells me is what? What? For my what? Yeah. God's got goodness on his mind, doesn't he? Glory to God. (laughs) I tell you what, if there's any sickness in the place, it's in grave danger right now. I'm telling you, the anointing of God's here. His word's here to heal and to help. Turn over to Psalm... Turn on Psalm 107. 
I want to share something with you on this since I mentioned it. This is one of my kids' verses. Glory to God. Psalm 107, verse 1. Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You notice when you read the word, there's our part and there's God's part. Now, God's part is, I mean, don't be confused. He'll do his part. You don't have to worry about him. And his part's always all the hard stuff that you couldn't do anyway. And our part, he's so gracious, he helps us with our part. He tells you what our part is, and then he gives you the grace and strength and power to do it. Our part right here, verse 1, is give thanks to the Lord for he's good. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. You're good. And another part is let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And oftentimes, you know, I will, oh, there's a phrase we use around the house, we enforce the Word of God against anything that's evil, anything that's bad. And we are the redeemed of the Lord, so we'll say so. We'll call ourselves healed when we feel sick. We'll call ourselves prosperous when it don't look that way. You know, we'll call ourselves anything that God calls us. See, that's, that's where I messed up earlier. And, 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 you know, you just make up things and call it faith. Well, it doesn't work that way. You have to have some word to back what you're saying. So you get your faith out of this word. You know, faith begins where the will of God's known. You get your faith out of here. You get your scripture out of here. And that's what you see. And you can be exactly what God calls you. You can say exactly what he says. We should imitate him. We should talk like him. We should sound just like him. Glory to God. In that same Psalm 107, look at verse 19. His words here. Glory to God. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of all their distresses. He sent His word, and He healed them, and He delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for all His wonderful works to the children of men. Somebody say, I will. I'll praise Him for His goodness. Glory to God. Believe it before you see it. Believe it in advance. You know, in, in, um, in ministry and in the service, even now that's going on, don't just sit there waiting for an event. Don't just wait. What do you mean by that? But don't just wait for a healing line. Don't just wait for the prophet to call your name. To tell your story, you know. Just receive according to this right here. The Word of God has the answers in it. Yes. The Word of God has healing in it. Just receive it. Just just be as simple to take it as, man, this is God talking to me. This is my answer. Take, take your answer. Take your healing right now. Take your answers right now. There's answers out here right now. I'm telling you. Say this with me. I'm his sheep. I'm his sheep. I, hear his voice. I hear his voice. The voice of a stranger. The voice of a stranger. I, will I will not follow. God's good word, God's good word is, working is working in me now. That's true. Hallelujah. His word's working in you right now. Answers are coming right now. Directions coming right now. 
Glory to God. You know, God's working on things behind the scene right now. That's a word for somebody. That's more than one person. Matter of fact, you all ought to grab that. God's fixing things right now you don't even know about. Some you do know about. But just take it by faith and believe it and smile about it because He's on your side. He's got goodness in store for you. And He's taking care of some things. Some things that you can't do. Some things you don't have the ability to do. Some things you're not smart enough to do. Some things that only grace and the anointing can show up and fix. It's the anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes. God's taking care of some things. I mean right now. Glory to God. I think we ought to thank Him. Thank you, Lord. We know you're helping us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We know it's Him. We know where our help comes from, don't we? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> go to Hebrews. It's true. I can't teach and not go to Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews chapter, oh, what do you think? Something of faith, 11th chapter. How about that? Glory to God. God's helping us. We're coming up in this area. By faith, we're going to believe God and we're going to see more and more and more of His goodness in our lives right now. In the land of the living right now. Each day is going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get brighter. Man, God's going to keep me from making mistakes. I'm not going to be so rebellious. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to hear His voice. I'm not going to be tricked by the enemy. I'm not going to be fooled by the enemy. I'm going to see clearly the plan of God, the path of God. I'm going to follow it. How about you guys? I believe you are. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is... And that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Two things to believe in this verse. Number one, a lot of people got. He's real. He's God. He exists, right? Most, most of us in here got that. But the second one, He's a rewarder. He'll reward me. He'll reward me now. He'll reward me, He'll reward me tomorrow morning. Right? I mean, before Monday gets here, I'll have some more reward. God's got good things in mind for me. He's got good things planned for me. You know, this is a choice. To, to faith, faith is simply, this helped me out so much, and it's a real simple statement, so don't let it get by you. Faith is simply a choice. That's all it is. I mean, for years I studied, I thought, man, I wish I could get faith. I wonder what faith is, and, you know, books and tapes and similar. Faith is a choice. You know, I mean, I used to think I wasn't in faith because my head would mess with me. Anybody else been there? And uh, that's not what it's about. Faith is here in the heart. It's not an issue of the head. And you make a choice and you say, no, I believe what God said. He said, my best days are yet to come. He said, he's got a plan for me. It's a good plan, a hope and a future. 
prosperity and peace and goodness and increase. He's going to increase me more and more, both me and my children. That's what I choose to believe. And I don't look at anything else and I don't listen to my head. Your head will get you in trouble. And that's why you got to open up your mouth. you got to say this word. you got to guard your heart. Watch what you're looking at and stay focused on His Word. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep doing it. Keep saying it. Keep believing Him. Matter of fact, it's keep making the choice to believe Him. Expect good from Him. Glory to God. Expecting good and being led by the Spirit. Somebody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. I want to share a story with you. My, uh, um, at least won't mind, my youngest daughter, um, she grew up, I mean, as far as she's known, mommy and daddy's always been saved. <laughs> wasn't always that way, but that's all she ever knew. And grew up in a Christian home and grew up going to church. And uh, in a way, as she got older, it bothered me a little bit because um, we didn't do the confession of your faith like we do here a lot of times. Affirm your faith, reaffirm your faith. And uh, I didn't know some of that. And uh, I really, I mean, I was her dad and she loved me and I could say get saved and she'd do it. And the Lord would never really let me do that. <laughs> and I thought that would probably mess her up anyway. That would be the wrong, wrong motive, wrong reason. So Lisa and I, we started believing that, that she'd make the choice, that she would come to us, that she would get born again, you know. And, and so that's the will of God. So I was, uh, I was in a church service with, with her, in a children's service. <laughs> Somebody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm, I'm believing, I'm expecting good, okay? But you're still hooked with me, you're still listening. We're in the service. And uh, it was children's service. And I mean, I'm sitting right by her. And we're back. I mean, back then, I, dear Lord, I wouldn't sit on the front row. I'd sit back there. <laughs> That's where we was. And you couldn't hear all that good back here sometimes. And, but I was listening. I was paying attention. I just assumed she was too. And they give an altar call. And we're all supposed to have her head bowed. I'm looking. She's got her hand up. Glory to God, she's got her hand up. She's going down front. And the Lord checked me. He said, ask her why her hand's up. I said, What? He said, ask her why her hand's up. I thought, Lord, I know why her hand's up. She's going to go get saved. It's what I've been believing. It's what I've been praying. He said, ask her. I said, baby, I said, uh, why is your hand up? She said, I can't hear what they're saying down front. <laughs> Can I go down there and listen? I said, no, I'll put your hand back down. <laughs> Evidently, this ain't it. This ain't the right time. And uh, it wasn't long after that. She, uh, she had watched a uh, Commander Kelly video. And came to us and gave her heart to the Lord. And we're thankful for that. And we're thankful for the Lord helping us. Amen? He's so good to us. Go to Romans chapter 2. Is this helping you guys? It sure helped me this week, I tell you. Romans chapter 2. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Actually, I probably could have just quoted this as easy. The part I want you to see in it is the goodness of God leads men to repentance. God's goodness leads us to change. We're the ones that have to change. 
to expect more of His goodness. You know, the more of His goodness, the more of it, the more of His goodness you expect, the more of it you'll experience. It's it's by grace. It's not. I'm not talking about a works mentality. Believe me, it's grace. It's mercy on your best day. That's how it works. But it gives it gives God legal right to help you and to bless you more. I mean, the more you say, I believe in His goodness. I, I believe He's a good God. I believe He's on my side. I I believe He's helping me. We have a responsibility to expect His goodness. We have a responsibility to respond to Him in faith. You know, I mentioned earlier about our our kids and vision list. And the reason I did, um, a few years ago, not that long ago, in my house, we had, uh, um, um, Lisa had had a pool when she was younger, and I felt kind of bad when we got married. She didn't have a pool no more when we got married. And uh, we've been married 27 years. Glory to God. And uh, that would be for her and the Lord, not for me. I was harder to get along with than she was. But the uh, Lord's helped us. And we, uh, we believe God for a nice above-ground pool, and I think we got it 20-some 20, years later, we got the pool. Okay? And, uh, and by then, we're here at this church, and we're learning some things about faith. And a lot of it was, was pretty, pretty new to me. And uh, so we got the pool, and we said, okay, kids, let's, let's put our faith on it. Let's call that pool paid for. So every night at the dinner table, we thank you, Lord, for our food. Thank you for blessed. We call our food blessed. And, Lord, we thank you for our paid-for pool out there in the backyard. We thank you for it. It's paid for. We call it paid for. And we did that for quite some time. And then one day, behold, it was paid for. And I was tickled about it. And I told the kids, we just kept calling it paid for. And I said, that's great. We'll thank God for it. We should still say thankful, right, Daddy? I said, yeah. It's, I mean, we've been called it paid for. Now it actually is paid for. The thing that we've believed, we received, we've seen come to pass. And we know who did it. He did it. And he did it short order, and we was all happy about it. Well, my uh, son, uh, Jacob, how old was he at the time? You remember? Six? Just old enough to mess with Daddy's head. Uh, he changed the confession at the dinner table. And he quit thanking God for the... Because we'd take turns over prayer. And he quit thanking God for the pool that way. He started thanking God. God, I thank you for a paid-for in-ground pool. Yeah. And it irritated me every time he said it. Y'all know why, too, don't you? I mean, it did. And uh, I really wanted to correct him. And I just bit my tongue night after night. And it just and he just kept saying it. He wouldn't let go. He just kept saying it. And his sister got a hold of it. She started saying it. And I'm thinking, can't you guys see? It's above ground. Man, there ain't no place to put an in-ground pool in this place. I, I can't make that happen. And so I asked, I asked him one night. I was, I was, I was going to correct him. I mean, I was, I was that close. I said, boy... I said, uh, what kind of pool is that in the backyard? He said, well, it's above ground. I said, how come you thanking God for an in-ground pool? He said, well, Daddy, let me ask you a question. He said, is an in-ground pool better? 
I knew he'd been listening to Brother Moore. <laughs> I said, yeah. And the Holy Ghost said, stop right there. <laughs> Say anything else. He said, now, if you're smart, and this is the Lord, I mean, just speaking to me on the inside, just being kind. He said, if you're smart, you hook up with your kids and be quiet. And I told the Lord, I said, God, why can't they believe for a Nintendo? I can buy that. Why, why can't they believe for a shoes or coat or something? I can't do this. He said, they didn't ask you to do it. And you start checking yourself, do you believe this? I mean, at the beginning of the service, we all go, yeah, we believe them for God's goodness. We believe them for big things. we got big things on your list, but do you really believe it? I mean, you get kids believing for stuff that ain't no way in the world you can do, and you don't want your babies disappointed. You come to the place that you either believe God and the Word's true, or it's not. And if it's not, I ought not be teaching it. So I made an adjustment. And I swallowed my pride, and I shut my mouth, and I just let them believe for their pool. How long ago was that? That wasn't that long. We got, a, we got a pool, and a house came with it. Glory to God. Lisa and I was believing for the house. The kids got the pool. It's in ground. Beautiful. On a cliff. Overlooks the river. Got custom stamped concrete around it and all kinds of stuff. And they just knew it was better and it was nicer. And the thing that blessed me about it, because I, I know the Lord allowed our children to help us. I'm thankful. I'm supposed to be helping them. But... Uh, the house was on the vision list. You remember I mentioned the 10-year plan? That's where the house was, 10 years. And, and currently it would have been eight and a half years left. <laughs> That's how quick the house came. We was not expecting it. And God did that. And I was there, and I still can't tell you exactly how it happened. And it's not that I'm dumb and I'm not sharp with math and figures either. I just can't explain but I know who did it. I'm not confused about it. I know, the, I know the Lord blessed us. I know He honored us. I know He helped us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Teach your kids to dream big. God's a big God. He can do it. Set your goals high. Expect wonderful things. Increasing things. God said He'll bless you and your children more and more, right? He's going to bless you. He's going to help you. Glory to God. Look at, uh, look at Acts 10. This was the first verse that, that the Lord had me memorize. Wonderful verse. You know, Jesus never turned away anybody that was hurting. He's easy to receive from. He's easy to come to. He's always good. Glory to God. Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And there's so much in this verse. You know, the, the, uh, the good God. That set the example, the perfect will of the Father in motion. Healing everybody that came to Him. Everybody. That, that blows a lot of tradition away right there. That messes up a lot of religious theology. That He healed all of them. And, and it, two things here, because when I first saw it, 
I saw that he healed them all, and I thought, that's neat. And then I saw sickness referred to as satanic oppression. And I thought, could that possibly be right? Could sickness be that devilish, that demonic, that much of an enemy of God that God would call it satanic oppression? It's true. It's not, it's not a friend of God. And the only reason I had a hard time seeing it was because of tradition of men and blindness. You know, God's Word, uh, you, you teach kids when they're young, and they'll pass you. <laughs> they'll be believing God for big things while you're believing for little things. Because this Word's simple, and God's good, and, and it takes confused preachers to mess it up. I mean it. God's always good. And it's, it's so easy to believe he, He's good and He only does good. Yes. Our children in Sunday school understand this better than some of the adults. Yes. Don't, don't get confused about it. God's always good. He always does good things. The devil, He's always bad. And He only does bad things. They don't get confused in their roles. They don't do reversals. They don't help each other. None of that. Okay? Healing's good. Sickness is bad. Right? Prosperity's good. Lack is bad. Expect is good things. Yield, when good things show up, yield to them. When bad things show up, resist them. God is constantly, consistently good. He's dependable. You can count on Him. He never changes. Thank God. He's always the same. He's no respecter of persons. He's always, always, always good. Glory to God. Go to Jeremiah 29. Can you hang on for just a few more? It ain't 10.30 yet. Don't get scared. <laughs> Jeremiah. I've got this right down. Uh, Jeremiah 29.11 in the NIV. 11, 12, and 13. My mother, bless her heart, gave me this scripture years ago. And uh, I was living uh, on the West Coast at the time and hung it up on the bathroom mirror. And somehow over years of it being on the bathroom mirror, it got from here to here. It got inside me. And I guess it was years later I had to tell her, Mom, Mom, you know about Jeremiah 20? That's such a neat verse. Did you know? She already knew it. <laughs> It was new to me. This is how God thinks. Glory to God. (laughs) His goodness can be seen in His Word. His thoughts are to do us good and not evil. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you'll call on me and come and pray to me and I'll listen to you. You'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. Somebody say amen. Amen. He's a good God. You can count on Him. You can trust Him. John 3.16, you don't have to turn there, but for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave us His best. He gave us all. He gave us Jesus when He was lost in sin. He's He's not withholding good from us. No good thing will he withhold from them that love him. He's, he's searching. Uh, I think there's a verse in Jeremiah, the eyes of the Lord look, look to and fro searching. He's looking for somebody to show himself strong on your behalf. 
He's looking for somebody that will believe him. Somebody that will trust him. Somebody that will take the choice and say, God, I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what it looks like. I believe you. I trust you. I trust in your word. I trust that you're going to do me good. Turn to Psalm 103. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. This is David talking to himself, reminding himself, and God's reminding us of the same thing. Don't forget His benefits. You know, another word for benefits, if you look up the definition of goodness, benefits is included in goodness. Expect is, you could say, forget not all his benefits. You, you could say, forget not all his goodness. Yes. Expect his goodness. And then, and just in case you didn't know, I mean, it, it names some of them. Verse 3, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee, the, the New Living Translation says He surrounds thee with loving kindness, with tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good, with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment on all them, or for all them that are oppressed. In other words, He's on your side. If God be for you, who could be against you? God's for you. God's on your side. In, um, in Proverbs, you don't have to turn there, but it's in Proverbs 3.27. Um, the Lord, it, it mentions how He thinks and how He's looking to do you good. He said, withhold not good from those who it is in your hand to do it for. Don't, don't withhold. Can you put that up there? Yeah. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due. When it's in the power of thy hand to do it. Now, most of us take that as instruction to us. But do you understand that's how he thinks? Has God got any good things? Has he got any ability? Hmm? Has he got any things held up? Is he, and see, he's not withholding it from us. He's, he's telling us. Man, reach out and take it. It's yours. I want you to have it. He names the things in his word. And makes it easy for us. Turn to... Uh, Turn to John chapter 10, New Testament, one of my favorite chapters. Being led of the Spirit's always been one of my most favorite thoughts, the ability to hear from God, the, the answer to a thousand questions. Um, one of the strangest things I ever thought about Dave Vaughn when I first met him is he would commonly refer to how the Lord told him something. I thought, man, that's weird. <laughs> I'd never heard anybody talk like that. And and yet I had heard from God my whole life and just didn't recognize it was Him. Just didn't know it was Him because it was that, you know, I'm waiting. I'm trying to hear, right? I'm, I'm external. I'm looking at billboards. I'm looking at television. I'm looking to hear. Say something, God. I'm listening. Say something. 
And he's talking right here. And I'm going, oh, it's just me. No, it's him. It's him. But you can, uh, you can hone your ability to hear from him. And it starts with your faith. And it starts with your words. John 10, verse 10. Glory to God. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. There's your contrast. If it steals, if it kills, if it destroys, if it's death, if it's destruction, don't be confused. It's the devil. Resist it. If it's good, if it brings peace and joy, it's God. Every good gift's from Him. There's There's no variable in Him. There's no shadow of turning in Him. Verse 11, and this is the Lord talking. This is a red letter in my Bible. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life. He gives his life for his sheep. We could read the whole chapter for the sake of time. We won't turn to verse 27. Just a page over. And this is just a wonderful confession. Whether you hear from God every five minutes or whether you have never heard the voice of God or just didn't distinguish His voice, this is just something good to say. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. (laughs) Say that. I'm His sheep. I hear His voice. The voice of a stranger. I'll not follow. That's just a good thing to say. Now your head might mess with you the first time you say that, but sure enough, you say that enough. And you'll begin to get things from God. Revelation, word, encouragement, scriptures. I mean, the Lord helps us. He, he has helped me so much in so many ways. It, it, it would be hard to put words uh, for what he's done for, for Lisa and my family. Um, over the last uh, 20-some years of serving the Lord... Uh, He has brought us up. I I wouldn't have known. I I couldn't have dreamed the the life that I'm living. Uh, On on my side of the family, um, I don't guess there's anybody that uh, has ever experienced the the level of prosperity and increase that we have. And and we didn't do it. He did it. Just bless. And and not just, I mean, not just money and things. That's great. But I mean, a place that's peaceful. And out in the woods, and health in my body, I'm not sick, and she's not sick, and my kids aren't sick. I mean, that that's priceless, friends. That's priceless. And God's done that. And He continues to do it, and I know it came from Him. Um, I mean, i got family members that see it. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. You know, we should expect to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, right? That's what we're talking about. It's wonderful to have family members hooked with you that don't even know it. I mean, they'll show up at Christmas. So what's new? <laughs> I mean, they already believe God did something else. What did He do? Tell me what He did. And I look forward to it because I, anymore, I kind of like the question. I said, well, you know, we, the Lord did this and we got that, you know, and it, and it just, God is so good. He's so merciful. He's so kind. In closing, go to uh, go to Psalm 23. Glory to God. I would have fainted 
unless I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Right here, right now, His promises coming true in my life, experiencing them in a greater way, more and more, both me and my children. You know, one of the things that really it encourages me, um, I'll just be real candid with you. A, a, a while back we got a, a hot tub and believe God for years to have one. And uh, I was so happy at that point in my life. I spent a few years ago. That was before the house we're in now. It was in a nice place. And um, um, I would go out to the hot tub and just look at the stars and just talk to the Lord. Everybody else was in bed. And uh, just enjoying the lights and had them real fancy lights on them. And, uh, and just relaxing. And the Lord would speak to me. And one of the things he said to me over and over, and I still, I, I really have to put my faith on it to believe it. He'd say, I'm not done. And I, I knew what he meant when he said it. I knew he meant that this isn't it. Because I'm thinking, God, what more could I want? I mean, I'm so blessed. I'm healthy. I, I, I love the, the family that God's given me. The, the church, you all, you know, that he's hooked me up with. I, I've got a good pastor that loves me and people. I mean, what else, what else could I want? And he'd say, I'm not done. And I'd have to think about it. And uh, even since that time, that's just been a few years ago, he's done so much since then. And I'm so happier than I was already happy. I don't know hardly what to do with myself sometimes. And he still tells me, I'm not done. And he's not done in your life. Don't get to the point to where you think, okay, I arrived. Okay? No. I only see one guy in the Bible. Was it Enoch? Walked with God. And he arrived. And he was no more. He went on to be the glory. And, and Enoch was what? 900? I mean, he was old. <laughs> he was old. He'd been around a while, you know. But there's things for us to do. And God's not finished with us. In closing, Psalm 23, verse 6. Glory to God. Surely. Somebody say surely. Surely. Goodness. Let's just read this together. We're all going to do it anyway. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody stand on your feet. Glory to God. I want you all to say this with me. And say it to the Lord. It's, and, and don't let at church be the only time you say things and make confessions of faith and talk to the Lord and 
reaffirm His goodness in your life and reaffirm His promises for you. I mean, you say these things when the enemy's messing with your head. It'll shut the devil up real quick. He doesn't like to hear the word. Say this with me. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to give up. But I am going to keep expecting. Going to keep believing to see God's goodness in my life, in the land of the living, right here, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, just praising Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for all the good things you've already given us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. You got a good song to sing? Let's sing something good. There you go.